0: The 22 yards will define. So the moment you are out of the 22 yards, you can't do anything. Same thing holds good for your corporate life or any other guy who is listening to this podcast. Only when you deal with the problems head on, you have a solution. You cannot crib about it. You cannot overthink. And then you cannot say, I, we have lost it, I have given it up. I mean, that's where the challenge is. I mean, the fun lies in challenging. So you never know your, when your skill will be useful. It's not there to impress your bosses. I'm honestly being very, very uh, upright about this. It's about how satisfied you are. How much fun are you having? So, I have a mantra here which I have followed. I don't compare myself with anybody else. The guy next to me. I compare myself with my own performance.
1: Welcome to Inspire Someone Today podcast. A show where we dive into the stories and insights that has the power to create ripples of inspiration in your life. I'm your host Shrikant, and I'm thrilled to be with you on this journey of inspiration. A big hello and a big happy new year to all of my listeners. Wishing each one of you a very happy 2024. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. If you're a new listener, welcome. With me today is a fellow Bangalorean. I am proud to say that I have a fellow Bangalorean with me to have this conversation. Uh, He is none other than Vijay Bharadwaj, ex-India cricketer representing the country, representing the state of Karnataka. He had the most spectacular start to his international career, winning man of the series in his very first stint. Over the years, post his cricketing days, he has built enough credentials to be labeled as one of the astute reader and learner of the game. It's an absolute joy and pleasure to have Vijay Bharadwaj on this episode of Inspire Someone today. Vijay, thank you for joining me on this show.
0: Uh, It's a pleasure, Srikant. Thank you very much. Uh, Hello, everybody. It will be great speaking to you, I know. Wonderful.
1: Vijay, we are just coming off, reeling off from uh, the dust or from the disappointment of the country not making it to the winning of the World Cup. So, the entire Cricket crazy nation is reeling under the World Cup loss. My first question to you as an ex-player, ex-cricketer, how are you coping with this and how do you think our players are coping from this big setback?
0: I think these guys are very professional players. They have been playing this game for so long that they know how to deal with failures and success. I know they played really well first 10 games. They were on a roll. Nobody could stop them. The top quality cricket brought them into the finals. And unfortunately, one bad game, one bad day, what it requires uh, to get into another uh, another mold of uh, depression. So, the entire country was depressed when they uh, saw the Indian team lose to Australia. I was on the ground in Ahmedabad and I could sense it. Nobody was there to watch the last uh, few final overs, The last 5-6 hours, the entire stadium was uh, vacant. Maybe one or two stands was there uh, near the podium. They wanted to see the Australians lift the trophy. And uh, they wanted to support the Indian team. So you could really imagine the kind of pressure these guys are in. Always, almost all the time. Uh, the Indian uh, cricketers I'm talking about. I mean, no other uh, event can unite the country like the like the game of cricket. So I think uh, these players are always been heroes. They've always been the probably people to look forward to. I think they, these guys inspire generations together. Even though they have lost it, I, I feel I should take the positives uh, a lot more than the negatives. I, I think the uh, the kind of cricket what they've played has been fantastic. So that's how we as cricketers look at it. It's just not about winning the game. It's the way they play and the matches they choose.
1: Absolutely. I think the brand of uh, cricket this team played is something that each one of us as uh, Indians are very, very proud of. At a human level, does this have any kind of an impact in terms of emotions? Because they played a fantastic brand of cricket. Like you said, going all the way undefeated and to take that huge loss and you did mention about their professionals they're used to it but somewhere deep down would it have an impact on them emotionally that it becomes hard for them to kind of jump back or it it is something that they're all used to it
0: when i say professional i mean uh, they they still have the emotions with them they get emotional they think about the losses they think about the opportunity lost So, these cricketers are humans at the end of the day. They are superhumans, if if you call them. So, they will bounce back no matter what. That's the best part about sportsmen. It's not important how many times you fall, but it's important how many times you get up. So, every now and then, if they fall, if they keep getting up, that's inspirational. inspiration. So, they get emotional for a few hours, maybe a few days. For some people, it takes months. But uh, it's a total team game. I think if they had played badly throughout the tournament they would have regretted saying that this was the best opportunity India was hosting the home conditions were uh, far for them if you look at the other other side these players are already playing the next series India versus Australia and some of them have taken a break they know how to take a break some of them will be touring uh, India South Africa series and uh, in South Africa so the game will go on the light will go on they know how to handle these things I think a lot of things can be learned from these guys They face the pressure, they face the criticism and you know social media is so powerful that everybody has an opinion about Indian cricket or Indian captain. It's not that easy to deal with. But at the same time, if you look at these guys, they are hardcore cricket fans who are criticizing though. So, the cricketers know about this and they know how to deal with these kind of setbacks. It's, it's It's a temporary setback. I think some of the main senior cricketers who might not play the next World Cup will feel for it.
1: That's so very true. The show goes on. That's so very true there. So Vijay, talking about you, what was a 5-year-old Vijay thinking about getting on to the 22 yards there? How did all of this plan start for you? Give us a brief about your journey.
0: Oh uh, man, I don't want to talk about my journey. But anyway, when you ask me, I, I should actually. The game of cricket uh, is a kind of a religion in our country. But I picked it up by default because I come from Bangalore, which is the hub of... Uh, Tennis ball cricket, where some of the best cricketers in the world, I'm not talking about just Karnataka, in the world, they stood up for the game. Someone like J.R. Vishnu, Chandrasekhar, yes Prasanna, everybody. Sudhakar Rao, V.S. Vijay Kumar, Vijay Krishna. Everybody were from Bangalore South. So, this came to us naturally. The streets on uh, in, in Basangodi and Gandhi Bizar, uh the grounds like M.N. Krishnara Park and then APS College always had... Uh, Top quality cricket being played. And schools and colleges were filled with cricketers. So when we played, this system and the environment was such that people picked up the bat or the ball so easily. But the competition was so tough. At the same time, the environment made sure that the cricketers uh, were top level when it comes to their skill level. So I think, um, as I said, it was by default. We picked up the game and I was uh, one of the few lucky ones who could make it to the club level, then the state level then Ranjit Trophy, then make it to the Indian team. You know, I was the seventh guy in the Indian team after six legends. It was not an easy thing. Uh, you have to be at the top of your game when you have to play for Karnataka. Playing for Kannadaka itself was no joke. It was a privilege, in fact, if you ask me. Wearing the yellow and uh, red colour uh, on, on, on your jersey and the logo of uh, Gandhavi was itself inspiring. So, from school, Vijay School to Vijay College to Kandra Bank and then the state team. It was a long journey um, which I've enjoyed sometimes, which I've not enjoyed sometimes. I'll be very honest about it. It's not an easy journey for any cricketer. So we have seen ups and downs. We have seen the failures, success and people have pushed us to take the game to the next level. And I've been very fortunate to be uh, one of the cricketers to play for the country in the eras of uh, Anil Kumble, Rahul Ravid, uh, Jaogal Srinath, Ventes Prasad and Sunil Joshi. So the 90s was... The golden period for Karnataka, which I was a part of it, God willing, everything happened so easily for us.
1: I think that was the golden period for the state of Karnataka having maximum representation uh, at the national level as well. At any point of time during this journey, did you have those seeds of self-doubt, frustration saying that, why I'm not moving as fast as I want to do or I'm doing everything that is possible, but you're not able to see the results. And reason I ask this is, This is so true in the corporate world as well. Sometimes you're working it out, working it out. You will not see the output. How do you guys, sportsmen, deal with those kind of situations? And then how do you kind of, again, refocus back to say that this is what the goal, this is what the
0: destiny is more like? Absolutely. Brilliant question, what you have asked. In fact, this is a subject which needs to be discussed quite often. I have given an interview or one of the leading newspapers and the journals. I quoted saying that I was a big failure. Even though playing for the country, playing for Karnataka, being part of the Karnataka team, which won four titles or six titles to be precise, I still feel I didn't live up to my expectations or maybe somebody's expectations. I was always on the negative side, saying what next, what next. Self-doubt came in because of the negative side. You cannot avoid it. You cannot ignore it. You will have to deal with it. When it goes above some level, then it becomes a menace. It can kill you, it can spoil you. That goes, and That's why we call it as an inner battle. People who have played cricket will understand what I mean by this. Every now and then, there's an inner battle. Every minute, there's an inner battle which is going on. And it's, that's, it's not easy. So, any fan who criticizes a, a cricketer or any sportsman for that, I feel so sad. Because a, a guy who has not even picked up a cricket bat or a cricket ball... We'll go out of the way to criticise these guys. I mean, that's the way it is, they say. When you're playing there, you'll have to pick it up. But if you look at the human side, it's not easy. So, people don't want to talk about the negative sides. They'll brand you as a cribber, a guy who is very pessimistic. We don't want that to happen. Even in sporting arena, people do that. Your coaches do that. Your selectors do that. Your fans do that. And you're alone in this battle. Nobody will come to your help. I mean, that's how it is. I'm not alone here when I'm saying that, but I'm alone when I'm fighting the battle. There are cricketers like me, there are sportsmen like me who are fighting the battle every day. So, uh, how do they make it up? Some people are very lucky. They get the break at the right time. Sometimes the incidents and the events go for them, not against them. They are lucky to survive those uh, tsunamis and then they are there to tell the tale. So if you look at some of the successful cricketers who are like Raul Dravid or VVS Lakshman or Veeranda Seva, whom I have always played to some extent, Anil Kumle and Java Srinath, who are the biggest success of Indian cricket. I've seen them, I've, I've been with them. I know they also have gone through self-doubt at some point of time. But they have not given up. They have held on to their last-minute effort also. And that's where the change comes in. The moment you give up, you're gone. So, there is a saying that you can only score runs when you're on the crease, not in the pavilion. So, you have to get onto the court to play the game. You can't sit in the pavilion and score runs and pick up wickets in the pavilion. So, getting out of the court is the main thing. In our language, getting onto the crease is the main thing. The 22 yards will define. So, the moment you are out of the 22 yards, you can't do anything. Same thing holds good for your corporate life or any other guy who's listening to this podcast. Only when you deal with the problems head on, you have a solution. You cannot crib about it, you cannot overthink and then you cannot say, we have lost it, I have given it up. I mean, that's where the challenge is. I mean, the fun lies in challenging. Sportsmen are not naturally born, mentally tough uh, guys. They acquire it. They probably acquire the skill how to deal with uh, these kind of um, hurdles probably. It's just temporary setbacks as I said. If you look at the corporate life, And a sportsman life, there are similarities, there are challenges. You'll have to deal with the environment, you'll have to deal with your bosses, you'll have to deal with your own expectations. But if you look at the methods and the process that's followed, I think sportsmen are far more better equipped because they see failures every day, unlike uh, the corporate culture where their uh, assessment happens every now and then. So I don't know, I'm not the right guy to comment on corporate uh, Corporate uh, environment, I think I have some idea about it. So
1: I bring a great point. There, one is how to deal with failures. We are not thought about it during our studying days, during our school or college. Sports teaches a lot about bouncing forward from those losses. The other piece you mentioned about the sports or the corporate kind of a comparison is working with different bosses versus working with different captains. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that experience been like for you? Because you you have worked under multiple captains during your stint as a Karnataka Ranji player. You have worked with a couple of captains at an international level. How do you see this analogy?
0: Absolutely. This is one of the biggest challenges. So, when you take up level three coaching, the biggest chapter or the most impactful chapter is the conflict management. Uh, When you take up level three coaching, I'm saying that's the highest uh, in coaching. So, I've gone back to coaching. Why? Because if you don't know how to deal with conflicts or if you don't know how to react to a situation and deal with it, it becomes very, very tough as a coach. So, if I take one step behind and say, if you are a captain also of a cricket team, you'll have to deal with 15 different guys and the support staff, the selectors, everybody is different. So, if you're not equipped or if you don't have the knowledge to deal with these guys, you cannot come out on top. That is for sure. That's where the hitch lies. Many of the people think that if you're a successful cricketer, you can become a successful captain. If you're a successful captain, you can become a successful coach. Oh man, that's not possible. There are things which you'll have to learn over a period of time. That comes through you uh, by experience. Every day is a learning curve. Every day is a probably case study for us. I think um, the valid question what you've asked is you'll have to deal with different coaches, different captains, different players. Since it's a team game, if you don't know how to be in an environment where you have such kind of a variety in these guys, then it becomes very difficult. So you separate the successful ones with the people who are not so successful. I'm saying not so successful. They're never failures. That's, that's the word which I've used right now is people have dealt with situations far, far better they don't react, they think, they respond, they don't react and they know, they deal with empathy at at every given point of time. So, I think it's a skill which can be learned. I think this is a skill which is the most important thing at at this level, maybe even at the club level also. So, if you don't have a happy environment, then it's very, very difficult to replicate the success which you have done once. So, the consistency comes only when you have the environment which is built and it depends on the captain or the coach and the leaders so as a cricketer as a player you can manage anybody but if you want to be a leader then you'll have to learn to do and handle these uh, kind of situations where there is a lot of conflict every now and then
1: great call out there i i think couldn't have been better summary than that that the biggest skill is people management it's a conflict management if you can get better on that particular piece, you are on your way to become a good leader. Related to that, again, sticking on to the analogy of sports and corporate, is the notion of everyday learning. And as a cricketer, I am sure you have this experience of this, uh, Vijay. You yourself started off as a batsman, then you are a great uh, spinner as well, excellent fielder. These are all the skills that you kind of brought into the game over period of time. And that's how you added competencies. You brought in those value to the team that you are playing in. So, how does one go about making learning as a everyday routine? And that's exactly what corporate also looks out of you, saying, how are you learning? How are you kind of making those competency development on a day-in-day-out basis?
0: You know, that's interesting. I started my game as a fast bowler in under-16. Oh, wow. Switched over to spin in under-19 when I was the captain. <laughs> Switched over to Ranji Trophy as a batsman and a lead batsman in the top order. And used my uh, spin skills also when we won the Ranji Trophy in 1999. So you never know your, when your skill will be useful. It's not there to impress your bosses. I'm honestly being very, very up, uh, upright about this. It's about how satisfied you are how much fun are you having? So, I have a mantra here which I have followed. I don't compare myself with anybody else, the guy next to me. I compare myself with my own performance. If I have scored 50 today, I plan to get a 50, uh, 75 or 100 the next day. If I bowled well 10 overs today, I plan to bowl 20 overs on a trot the next day. I mean, I don't look at anybody else. You know why? Your mood starts to swing if you look at somebody else. If somebody has scored a 100, if you become so jealous of him, then you are gone. And if you are happy, if someone has scored a 0, then you are gone. Why do you want somebody else to affect your moods or your performance? So the consistency happens and the growth happens only when you compare yourself with your performance. Forget about what others are doing. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. Feel happy for the others. At the same time, if you look at your own growth, then... You stand in front of the mirror and start to assess honestly. You should be brutally honest about yourself. So the best thing is about how you enjoy your skills, how you want to um, go to the next level and make a difference to the organization or the team which you are there. It will be very, very evident. You are happy. Your team is happy at the end of the day. And you hardly get into any any kind of a conflict. So what if someone else has been promoted uh, uh, ahead of you? How does that make a difference to your life? Honestly, if you're asking. So some of the things are not in your hands. So you think about the controllables and you think about the things which are not under your control. It's the easiest way to deal with these things. So if you're always happy, then nothing matters to you. In a team game, that's what happens. I've been a part of some of the best cricket teams and I know what successful people do. If somebody else is not doing well, they may help you to some extent, but they focus on their job. They are there day in, day out. They practice day in, day out. Whether somebody comes or not, it doesn't bother them. Whether somebody is training or not, it doesn't bother them. They are the first guys to come into the training session. They are the last guys to lead the training session. So a classic example of Sachin or Rahul or probably anybody who is, uh, for that matter, who made up their careers. Even Virat Kohli to some extent, because Virat is extremely talented. But at the same time, look at the kind of work ethic he has. Rohit Sharma is extremely talented, but nobody knows how much he works behind the scenes. So, at the end of the day, your work ethic defines where you're going. Nobody will be able to make or break your career. Mark these words. Nobody in this world will make your career or break your career. You can't blame somebody else. Don't crib about it. Don't complain. Just go on. It's the easiest thing to do.
1: So, you're the captain of your career.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's no two ways about it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you stick to this mantra of not blaming anybody or... Uh, uh, pinpointing fingers at anybody i think you will have a very very fairly successful career they matters as i said but one thing as you asked in the previous question is that never neglect to learn any new skill you never or when it will come handy you cannot be so rigid and saying that i'll only stick to these that's my strength i mean i know in corporate life that say uh, there is a thing called the swot analysis people talk about their strengths weaknesses but that's temporary you know i i have played the game for 20 years but I picked up coaching, I was with RCB for 2 years, 3 years, I was with Karnataka team as a coach for 3 years, I've been there with some of the leading uh, cricket teams across the world. I was with the T20 World Cup, I was there as a fielding coach, I never ever imagined that I'll take up coaching one day, it just happened, forget about that, I gave up coaching and then I took up commentary which I never even imagined. Today commentary has become the main hot thing for uh, Kanediga guys who are watching throughout the world. The three crore people watch and God has been very kind to me and I was open to learning new skill. Totally introvert. was not able to even make a conversi- conversation with somebody else standing next to me but now my job is to just blabber and go on.
1: That's a wonderful uh, live example out there Vijay. And in sports again I might be generalizing this but uh, i will kind of go ahead and ask you this for a lot of sports person to kind of reconcile with failures re- reconcile with not seeing the results is pretty much on a regular basis right you go to the field you perform you see the results you come back make the changes go back perform that frequency might not be the case for people in the wealth environment it is a lot more uh, number of years days or months of efforts to see the results not see the results do that What would be your mantra for people listening to this conversation to say, how do they go about, reconcile failures, work towards failures so that it becomes stepping stone for them to see success later?
0: I think I'll become a bozo if I start advising corporate people. They are more learned than me, more more knowledgeable than me. And uh, (laughs) now from a perspective of how... Because I can give you a hypothetical
1: situation, right? You are there, out there in a Ranji Trophy match in the finals. You have scored, uh, you have been in many of those finals. You have scored century in the final. And the next start, you start at zero. And say, hypothetically, you get out at zero. It's not end of the world for you. You come back the very next day, perform differently. So that is what I mean by reconciling to failures and reacting to
0: this. I have a very, very different view on this. I always keep arguing with kids or probably youngsters who I coach every day. Never ever start off your innings with zero. I'll just give you an example. Previous game you have scored some 30, 40 runs. You start off the next innings on 31-32. You add up okay, those scores. So at the end of the, at the end of the year, how many runs <laughs> have you scored? That's important. So I I keep telling them the logic. See, there is a theory in in cricket. Uh, olden days, uh, cricketers used to say that after 50, you have to take fresh guard, start off from 0. I keep arguing, that's the last thing I'll be doing. Imagine the my mental state when I get into bat when I'm at 0, when I'm starting the innings. I'll always be jittery. I'll not be confident. I'll have the apprehension when I start off with the, a 0 at the start of the innings. Imagine if I'm batting on 100. My confidence is at the pinnacle. If I'm batting at 150, I can feel that I can do anything. I can hit the ball everywhere. So why should I start off with zero? So, I was one of the highest run gators in 1999. Even the record is standing still for 23 years now in Karnataka. Nobody has broken that, when God willing. That year, I started off as 500 in five innings in the warm-up build-up games for Karnataka. Then in about nine innings, my score was 1000 to 80 in the entire season. So what I had done that season was I was not looking at one game, I was looking at the entire season of 10 games. I challenged myself saying that how many runs I will score in the entire season. Previous IS for for Karnataka was somewhere around 700 700 or 800 runs. 1280 was far, far ahead. You know why? Because I started off every innings accumulating the runs. Saying If I scored 100, first game if I scored 100, then I started off with 101. Then if I scored 30 in that innings, I said, Next, I'll start up with 134. I added cumulative. then it became so easy. You know why? My mental state was, I've already scored 300. Then this, this game, I'll add another 100. It'll become 400, 500. That's how I looked at uh, things. So, the way you look at things will give you the answers. In corporate life, I feel is far more tougher than an actual sportsman like me. Because they see the result once in a year. And all the hard work they have done for one year might go as waste if that doesn't materialize. But I feel they should be happy if they are satisfied that their efforts uh, are being recognized.
1: Now, you bring in a brilliant perspective for everybody listening out there. I think there is a great message out here is do not see success in isolation. It is a cumulative sum total of everything that you do over a period of time. That is what? Success translates to, it's not that last effort, last outcome, but it is the yes, sum success, total success of those. success is,
0: de- is a definition different from uh, each individual, no? Everybody sees success in a different way. For some, I, I have my own friends with me, who even after scoring three or four zeros, they're still happy. They're not even bothered. These are mentally very, very tough guys. They've gone on to play better cricket than me because they, they lived in the moment. They enjoyed every moment. They enjoyed the journey rather than looking at the numbers, uh, the stats and, and and the performance based on the numbers. They were on, not even thinking about what others are thinking about them. They care a hoot for others. <laughs> that's how they live their lives. They are the most successful guys.
1: And that's a nice way of building those skills, those competencies as well, because we give too much of air for things that doesn't happen the way it should happen. Anything that we can learn in terms of techniques, Vijay, that how do you kind of make peace with the outcomes? How do you kind of build those resilience? Uh, what techniques do you recommend or what techniques have you seen that has worked well with your fellow sports persons over the years?
0: Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. In fact, uh, if you tell me those are mental techniques. Just to give you an example of some of the best cricketers in Karnataka. They have challenged the conditions. They have traveled far and wide. They have met people. They have played against some of the be- better teams and the best teams across the world. They go to England to play county. They go to Chennai. They go to Hyderabad. They go to different places to play against different uh, bowlers and different teams. I mean, if you are not open to it, if you are not open to traveling and then meet people and challenge yourself, unless and until you come out of the comfort zone, you can never see growth. I'm happy in Karnataka. I'm happy in Bangalore. And this is my setup. This is the whole environment. This is my world. doesn't make any sense at all. You will have to get out of your comfort zone, challenge yourself if you are Scored some runs here in Karnataka, just get out of this place, travel across the world, play the best of the bowling, challenge yourself. You might uh, encounter one or two failures there, but over a period of time, you'll be in a better position. That's all. Some of the top cricketers have done. Uh, While we were playing league, some of the cricketers travelled to Chennai because they wanted to play the best spinners in tough conditions on, on, on ranked turners. They went to England to play county cricket for almost six to eight months. They washed their own clothes. Even though you're a celebrity, nobody there to take care of you. You'll have to manage on your own. So that will make you as a tough human being. So you cannot teach these things in theory. One thing I can say for sure is you challenge yourself to go to the next level, getting out of the comfort zone. Practically, if you start doing it, you'll be a better person to deal with these things. And I think staying in the present is one thing. Planning long-term, short-term and mid-term is another thing. So you, your present should be happy. But that should not define where you are going tomorrow. Unless and until you don't have any long-term, mid-term, short-term plan, I think your road and the journey will, will be very, very difficult.
1: Those are some lovely inputs out there. Vijay, you have played many roles. A player, captain, coach, administrator, broadcaster and a great public figure. Now you are called as the voice of Karnataka commentary out there. So, having played all of these roles... What has been the highs and lows of it? How do you transition seamlessly from one role to the next role and be so good at it?
0: Yeah, it's it's a very difficult thing. It's not an easy thing to uh, have the transition. But luckily for me, everything what I have done uh, is all related to the game of cricket. Administration was totally different thing. I mean, we were, I mean, not, I, mean, I was not ready for it. Our team had Anil Kumla as the president, Srinath as the secretary. Venki as a Vice President, Rahul on the Cricket Committee. We were managing Karnataka Cricket for three years. That was an honorary job. I, I didn't have any earnings during those periods, three, three years. My family was struggling. But that made me tough. The kind of knowledge which I acquired over a period of three years was uh, invaluable. Nobody could put a price tag on that. So I looked at it in a different way. Now, the transition what you're talking about was not easy. My most difficult transition was when I retired from the game of cricket. I took about two years to even come to terms with it. My uh, cricketing career ended abruptly in 2004 when I had a very bad uh, uh, eye injury or probably eye surgery. And I couldn't sight the ball properly. I was just 32 when I retired from the game of cricket. I I couldn't imagine myself giving up the game. And it was a difficult uh, phase for the next two years. I didn't know what to do. I mean, no money, nothing, financially, uh, nobody to support. Even if we take up coaching, I mean, that wouldn't have supported the family. So, either ways, if you look at that way, that made me tough. I didn't give up anyway. Slowly, I took up coaching and then probably, even though I didn't like some of the part of the coaching, I had to because I had to endure some of the things. And uh, I wrote level 2 and level 3 exam at the same time, going to in a span of 2 years and I topped it. So, I had this uh, urge to somehow being afloat and then make things happen and uh, wait for the right time to probably uh, getting into the right positions. The so commentary thing happened, as you said, the Call Me Voice of Karnataka. that's an exaggeration. There is a team of commentators, uh, Srinivas, Murthy, Chipli, GK, Akhil, everybody. So we have redefined the entire Kannada commentary. So the credit goes to the entire Star Sports team and the staff who have been working there. That's been the journey which is stress-free for me. I have never ever been under stress when I am doing commentary. I can do 10 hours of commentary every day. So now if I look back, I was born to do commentary, not to play the game. That's how I am (laughs) satisfied.
1: And there is a lesson for many listening to this is, you cannot label yourself as something and not do something about it. right? You said you were an introvert as growing up. But look at you. People cannot believe that you are an introvert because you're so natural behind the mics. You are so articulative of things. And that's something all of us can learn from you, Vijay, is how you have redefined yourself at every tumbling block you had. Yes, the injury stopped you from what you wanted to accomplish from the game. But again, you you reinvented and did something else. That
0: hats off to you. And To learn commentary took six months. So it was not easy. But uh, once I started loving it, I think what you said is right. There are, there are people who will be having these kind of doubts in their own lives what to do next. But I feel you should try out everything. There's no harm in trying out things. You never know where the success is. Classic examples are there in our own field. I mean, someone like Steve Smith started off as a leg spinner, he became the world's number one test batsman. That's a classic example. You never know. Rahul Revell started as a wicket keeper batsman. You couldn't even imagine Rahul Red scoring 10,000 runs in ODIs, 10,000 in test matches. We would have said it, it will be a joke if you say that when he started his career. Look at, look at Rahul Red, where is he now? Kumble couldn't turn the ball, he became the best spinner in the world. So it's not about who says what about you, it's about what you believe and then how you take it forward. So there is a lot to be learned from the sportsman. Uh, I think one thing is for sure that you should never stop trying, never stop learning.
1: Never stop trying, never stop learning. So true. You did mention about how you're not able to come to terms post your retirement. Just an inquisitive question there, uh, Vijay. How does the fraternity look like when you're playing, everybody is around you, you have a great team going on. But when you're off the play, how does the fraternity come together? Uh, is it much better now because of uh, the broadcasting stains because of all the social media? But how is it for a player before and after?
0: It will be nothing. You will be respected as long as you are playing the game. You are as good as your last innings. You are as good as your last spell. That's what we say in, in the game of cricket. After you quit, nobody bothers about you. Nobody respects. Because the new generation of fans come in. They have a new generation of heroes with them. So you cannot be relevant all the time. That's the reality. You will have to deal with post-retirement. So you have to be equipped. Saying, yeah, once I give up the game, I may not be the same Tendulkar or uh, Raul Dravid." There are people looking at Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma. You can't expect the same kind of an adulation. Yeah, respect will always be there. Respect is something different. Adulation will be different. So, uh, I mean, some of some of the incidents which I can recollect about J.R. Vishnu sitting next to me and nobody recognized him. He was the first superstar of Indian cricket. Nobody could even recognize J.R. Vishnu sitting next to me and they're recognizing me. who haven't played pro- probably 0.01% of what J.R.V. has done. But that's the reality. If you think that I am there forever, nothing stays forever. It's all temporary. The reality is so harsh. You cannot be there forever, I said. The reality is so harsh and said, I mean, actually it bites. But if you are equipped to deal with these kind of situations earlier, even before retiring, that's where knowledge comes in. That's where counseling happens. It's not easy. But yeah, that has to be there. You have to take it in your stride. Some people take a uh, few weeks. Some people, as I said, take months. Some people, after years also, they'll be expecting people to come on board. No, that's not possible.
1: You mentioned a very interesting word, there, equipping yourself. It is true for sports. It's true for careers as well. How do you equip yourself moving away from the limelight? Do you still have a life that goes on? But again, that's it. You can call whatever you want to transition, preparing, all of it. What did you do? Two or three things that you can share with us to prepare for the next part of your journey.
0: You know what? There was a study uh, in England, UK about cricketers. Cricketers have always been professional in UK because their only uh, job is to just play the game. They come with a suitcase and a cricket kit. They change, play. You get zero or a hundred. They go back home happily. That's their job. It's like everyday job. The studies said that 40% of the cricketers have gone into depression after they give up the game because they didn't know what to do at some point of time. That's where these counselling things happen. They used to talk to their senior cricketers how to manage things or get into a role uh, with a smooth transition. So, it was not easy. The question what you asked was is a very difficult question to answer. It takes time emotionally. It takes support from the family and the friends around you. Uh, The whole uh, environment sometimes seems so harsh but that will make you tough. If you ask me, um, it's just not about making money, it's just not about being in the limelight. I know today is the age of social media, they are in the limelight. But for some people, priorities are different. Now, the organizations and the associations are giving a lot more importance to mental health. Mental health is not just while playing, even after retirement also. Uh, There's a lot of importance given to it because the day you pick up the bat and the day you uh, drop the bat, I think there's a lot which you have learned. And um, I feel emotional quotient is one thing which will define where you're going, which has hardly been given any importance all these days, but now it's slowly picking it up. Emotional quotient is one thing which will define uh, what's the quality of life you lead.
1: It's so heartening to hear a lot of the terminologies that you're using We thought it's only limited to the corporate world, but it is so nice to hear that. Okay, this is beyond that emotional quotient, resilience, doing the SWOT analysis, stuff like that. Here we are with the voice of uh, Cricket Karnataka, Vijay Baladwaj, in the Power of Three segment. The first of the Power of Three round, Vijay, three best moments from World Cup 2023.
0: I think India uh, playing the entire 10 games. Uh, on a high. And one game which I still remember gave me a lot of satisfaction is India versus Australia Chennai. Tough conditions. India was struggling. They came out of their shell. And uh, Virat and uh, K.L. Rawl scoring the winning runs. I think K.L. Rawl played brilliantly along with Virat. That was one of the best moments for me. And there were a lot actually. Three years saying. Rohit Sharma was, uh, giving the starts. Shami Bowling coming back after being dropped. And being the best bowler in the tournament, according to me, is a bright spot. Virat Kohli getting the highest number of runs. Brilliant, yeah.
1: Brilliant. Great start. Three future players to look out for, either from Karnataka or from the Indian uh, cricket team.
0: I think the number one will be Shubman Gil. Uh, the second one, I have a lot of hopes on Rutraj he He's equally talented, uh, along with uh, Swar. From Karnataka, I'm very, very happy to have... Uh, Someone like Vidwat Kavarappa bowling really, really well. Some fast bowler coming up. I think we have had a tradition of producing fast bowlers. I only hope Vidwat Kavarapa goes on to play the next level. And maybe to some extent, uh, they are the particular.
1: Wonderful. Vijay, if you were to give an advice to your older self, what would those three advices be to the The older self of Vijay? Relax and chill, okay?
0: All the time. No matter what happens. (laughs) It's easier said than done. That. That's how it should be. Chill, smile, go on. Great. So, three
1: micro experiments that have been asking all of my guests to kind of share things that they that has helped them. Three micro experiments that you can recommend to our listeners for getting
0: better. I think breathing techniques you'll have to learn. No matter which field you are, if you learn the pranayama and the breathing technique, which is quite old, I man, which is for ages together, nobody knows the importance of breathing technique that has helped us a lot in our game whether you are uh, catching the ball whether you receiving a ball as a batsman to how to be stable mentally pranayama is one thing which you will have to learn you see the benefits over a period of time you can handle, yours, you handle yourself better it's not an experiment that's a proven thing so for others i think whether whichever field you are in learn pranayama that's one experiment you'll have to learn The second thing is, have at least half an hour to one hour of physical exercise, which is very, very hard on you, which will take you and allow you to uh, age gracefully uh, along with your proper diet. Might sound very easy, very basic, which I'm saying do exercise. But if you become addicted to it and having a proper diet and then having a routine for exercise, that will keep you very, very healthy.
1: Okay, one was for the body, one was for the mind. What's the third micro experiment?
0: I think you should travel around. Okay. Meet people. If you know how to travel around and meet people, you no, know, your uh, your horizon definitely expands. You know the world better. I think you'll enjoy that also. Sitting in one place, uh, doesn't make sense at all. Only when Not you meet people, different. you'll understand what the world is. There are you'll get to meet better people. I'm saying there'll be dadas, there'll be far more successful <laughs> people. <laughs> And you, 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 will be very, very grateful to God for having a very good life. If you travel around, you'll see people who are not even privileged, who don't have the basic facilities. So that's experiment you love to do. Can't be staying in one place.
1: Wonderful. I know this is a lot, lot to ask, but uh, nevertheless, I'll try for this three life lessons that cricket has taught you.
0: One biggest lesson is, um, and nothing comes easy. And everything comes to you if you have the right ethic. That's one thing. And anybody can achieve anything is one thing which has, which the game has taught you. Anybody can become anything as long as there is some sincere effort, which most of us lack. We give up so easily. And it has to be consistent effort, the second thing which I'm saying. The third thing the game has taught you is uh, to be humble. One day you're a hero, the second day you're nobody.
1: Yeah, so very true. Last of the power of three round question, Vijay. What are the three things on your bucket list?
0: I want to travel throughout the world doing vlogs about the cricket stadiums, meet people, meet cricketers. When I had played played and traveled throughout the world, I was not in a right frame of mind to enjoy the places because too much focus was in the game. So I wanted to travel throughout the world, take up coaching kids, make them mentally better. Not even not I'm not even thinking about technically because they're always there. Mentally better. Two of the bucket list, which I'm thinking about. The third thing is do whatever help you can for the people who are underprivileged.
1: That was a part of the power of three round, Vijay. So we are coming closer and closer to a wrap up before we get there, Vijay. I think performing a big stage comes with its own set of pressures, challenges and expectations, be it sport, be it lives. As a student, big stage is big exams. As a professional, big stage is maybe the next career move. As a sports person, it can be representing the country, playing the Olympics, things like that. Being a sports person yourself, having gone through that path, how can one prepare managing these big moments, managing these big stage events?
0: Mental rehearsal will definitely help you. Uh, we call it as visualization. Some people uh-huh. do it naturally. Some people or learn it over a period of time. So how do you uh, draw uh, a line where there's? it's a thin line. Normal game and a big game. It's a, just a thin line. At the end of the day, you'll have to keep it simple. It's not easy. Uh, the classic example of 2023 World Cup India versus Australia final. Big game, they picked up their game. Australians, they took it to the next level. But Indians were stuck. Because maybe there may be some different reasons also. So it's a mind game at the end of the day. How do you deal with it is how do you train your mind. And training the mind doesn't happen overnight. It's a habit. It's a way of life, training your mind. Every day there is a struggle which is going on. Every day there is some smooth transition which is going on. So you'll have to be very, very aware of what you're doing every day. And it should become your second nature. So that's the second technique. As I said, visualization and then Dealing with these kind of things. There's nothing to gain. There's nothing to lose. Uh, at the end of the day, Shri Krishna said the same thing. Karma no? neva dhikar has said. Kuru Bhumshvacha karma nijam niyatam Haripada vinam radhyasatatam Harireva paro, Harireva guru, Harireva jagat pidramatragati. So you'll have to do your job every day with the same intensity. Kuru Bhumshvacha karma nijam niyatam Every day, same intensity. Only then success will follow. That's the mantra.
1: Vijay, this show is all about creating ripples of inspiration. Before we wrap up, what is your Inspire Someone Today message for all the listeners?
0: Get inspired by anything. As long as you are inspired, your energy levels are high, I think the life is worth living. So, you can't look back and say, what are the uh, tragedies? What are the setbacks in your life? Look at the positives what God has given to you. I mean, that's inspirational.
1: Absolutely. As we start the new year, look forward, look at what we can do, look, what, what we can accomplish and much, much more. On that note, once again, wishing all of our listeners a fantastic 2024 and Vijay, thank you so much for uh, sharing your journey, sharing some of those uh, nuggets that I'm sure will go a long way as uh, we embark on 2024 and beyond. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Inspire Someone today. This is Srikant, your host, signing off. Until next time, continue to carry the ripples of inspiration.
0: Stay inspired spreading the light.